Hello and welcome to another episode of What the Fuck is Wrong with You People. Since everybody is talking about this and it's trending on Twitter, I thought what a perfect way to introduce everybody to the title of my podcast without expecting anybody to listen to my podcast. Since, as was pointed out by the wonderful Sir Anthony, says... My podcast is entitled, one of the most incendiary titles I could possibly have titled it, and as such, I don't expect anybody to actually listen to it, outside of my two Twitter buddies, and that would be Sir Anthony Says and Stark for Machines. Okay, I'm kidding. I, I do know that my other friend Bob listens to it too. So, anyway... David Sedaris. What the fuck is wrong with you people and David Sedaris? No, I'm not going to defend him. (laughs) I don't know if he's trying to do satire, in which case he fell flat on his fucking face, or if he's really just another Dennis Miller situation. Now, I know a lot of people out there try to act like they sound like they're smart liberals and say, I always knew Dennis Miller was an asshole because he was an unfunny radio personality. Bullshit, you didn't. You fucking didn't. Maybe a couple people did because they knew him before he went on Saturday Night Live. But the vast majority of people out there did not. And in a lot of ways, he spouted what people considered to be liberal ideology when really what it was libertarian ideology. Those two have a lot of crossover. Libertarians are, we don't give a fuck about you. You can go ahead and die. But when it comes to me, I want all the money I can get. That's basically libertarian philosophy. Um, Or the vast majority of libertarians I've run into. I actually have met a couple of libertarians who practice what they preach, and uh, kudos to them, you know, Uh, kudos to them, I don't think that it's a way that you can form a society, but, uh, you know, because libertarian societies have never thrived for more than a couple decades, but kudos to them. Dennis Miller, however, was considered king of satirical comedy in the 80s. Very few people did what he did, and he did it successfully. And despite the fact that I can't stand his modern comedy, and I really have no love for his political views 90% of the time... Even going back and watching his Saturday Night Live Weekend Update skits, he was a fucking genius. He was an absolute fucking genius. But then he started struggling really hard to have a genius thing to say. And in order to sound smart, he started putting a bunch of $100 words in every other sentence to sound smirk. You know, words that professors at universities would say, what the fuck, I'm going to have to look that, how does that, that's not really exactly what you mean there, David, (laughs) or Dennis, not David, Dennis, that's not what you really mean there, Dennis, or 
wow, Dennis, you know, keep it, keep it simple, stupid. When you have people thinking too much, they don't bother dealing with your joke. You know, they, I mean, even people who know the words are saying, wow, I didn't expect to hear that word. Oh, wait, I missed the punchline. Good job there, Dennis. Maybe I have to laugh in order to sound like I'm smart with them. See, actually, the people who laugh with a lot of modern, Dennis Miller's modern comedy, they laugh because of the emperor's new clothes rule. It's a rule in comedy, it's a rule in storytelling, it's a rule in science. In order to make sure you don't look like the dumbest person in the room, you nod your heads, laugh, and say, yes, sir. That's what you do. Or you don't laugh, you say, yes, sir, you're right, I see the clothes. It's basically what Dennis Miller has built his recent portion of his career on. I think Bordello of Blood was the beginning at the end of his fucking career. And I mean that from a number of viewpoints. I mean a vast number of viewpoints. Like, uh, first of all, it was a bad movie. He signed the contract before they finished writing the script, and they changed the fucking script because the studio decided to rip everything off, have coke parties, etc., 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 and instead of like a bizarre zombie uh, movie, you wound up getting a fucked-in-the-head vampire movie that was so stupid it didn't make sense. Down to the makeup. The lead vampire was leaving two bite holes in people's bodies, but she had four vampire teeth in her mouth. Two on either side, so she should have been leaving four bite holes, especially since she was taking huge bites, not like gently inserting until the tips of her two pointy teeth were all the way into the skin while the other pointy teeth were on the outside. See, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Okay, I'm going off the rails here. My point is... Bordello of Blood was fucking crap! From the casting, down to the direction, down to the writing! It was all... And the makeup, it was all terrible! Oh, wait, no. I'm talking about David Sedaris. So, the point is, Dennis Miller... In his early career, he was really, really funny, and he knew satire. But then, as it went on, people realized, including myself, that his satire wasn't really satire. He was laughing while he was saying stuff. I mean, a lot of his, specifically his later satire, a lot of his later stuff, when he was laughing... It was because he believed that he was telling the truth and the truth was funny. You see, there's comedy and truth, but it depends on how you portray it. That's, that's basically the rule of thumb. And as far as satire goes, the trick is to tell truth with a punchline. If you don't tell truth with a punchline then you're just telling truth. And sometimes with really good satire, or what people call really subtle satire, the entire piece is a punchline. So you don't have a punchline at the end. You know, you have a punchline beginning with the first word. 
I do this quite frequently with people. I, you know, my job, I have to make them laugh, I have to make them happy, I have to make them smile. And I will deadpan it right to their face. And then I'll wait like five seconds and then they'll start laughing. Say, oh, oh, okay. The problem is... I can't bring that to the stand-up circuit. Otherwise, I'd make a million fucking dollars. No, I'm joking. Um, the problem is... See, okay, that's an example. I say, no, I'm joking. It's, it's really the fucking truth. I can't bring it to the stand-up stage. It's not funny. It's true. I say, I'm joking. And, you know, you guys say, oh, ha, 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 that's funny. It's funny because there's nothing funny about it. And unfortunately, I think that's what... Um, David Sedaris might be doing. I think he might be doing a Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller, he would, you know, with the weekend update, he actually would have that punchline in there. And in other news, Ronald Reagan did such and such, 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 such and everybody did this. And the and part was like the satirical punchline, like, oh, I'm actually kind of making fun here. And then Dennis Miller forgot that when he started doing his stand-up after Saturday Night Live. And all he was doing was saying, <laughs> did you hear about this? They did this, 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 this. Oh, what am I doing? Large $100 word. Laugh at me or you're an idiot. And I think that's because he thought that real satire means no punchline. But if you don't have any sort of fucking punchline... Then you're Dennis Miller. You're not telling a joke. You're telling the fucking truth, or at least the truth as you believe it. And if you're telling the truth as you believe it, then you're not making a fucking joke. You're laughing at people for accepting what you believe when you know that somehow it's wrong. And no, that's not like a super subtle intellectual form of satire when you're not putting in a fucking punchline. It's not how satire fucking works here. So... There are a couple things in what he's saying that seem to be absurd. Absurdity isn't satire. It's just absurdity. See, they, these are two different fucking concepts here. Absurdity is absurdity. Absurdity is uh, uh, wearing uh, parachute pants, pretending you're an MC Hammer video, while singing an operetta. I mean, I say that's, you know, absurd because there are actual operas that do that and it's, uh, God, what is the professional term for it? I mean, I've always heard it as opera in the absurd. But I mean, that's the point. It's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's, it's got uh, nonsensical crap going on while you're singing something classical in order to make people laugh. And there are a lot of funny operas that were written 
especially gross and disgusting operas written by the Italians. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's almost like a point of pride in the Italian community. Uh, now that that's kind of that's kind of a joke. See, I'm just pointing out jokes, and I'm pointing out sort of satires. I'm pointing out sort of absurds. Um, but satire isn't necessarily absurdity. Now, you can have absurd things in satire. But satire is about presenting something in a way where people will understand that you mean this, this, and this. When you're really saying this, this, and this. Like, here's an instance of satire. This is highbrow satire. I'm, I would say I'm stealing it from Joe Rogan, but I know that I heard it before I heard it from Joe Rogan. I know Joe Rogan heard it from other people. I know he didn't ever claim that he made this joke. But in watching Joe Rogan, I was reminded of this joke I heard about uh, when I was uh, 13 or so. And, I mean, it, it, it was around since the end of World War II. Everybody, or, or a number of people, made jokes like this about Hitler and everyone else. And that is, you know what? Hitler Hitler was a goddamn war hero. Did you know that in his term, uh, Hitler infiltrated the bunker of one of the most notorious dictators in human history, uh, fought past... I slipped past the bodyguards uh, without notice and fought to the inner sanctum undetected and then shot and killed the most notorious dictator in history. Yeah, put a bullet right into his own brain. Now that's satire. That's, that's being deadpan serious. That's telling the truth in a certain point of view about what happened that Hitler who always called himself a war hero managed to take out one of the worst dictators in history but you have to the satire, the punchline begins at the very beginning of the joke where it said, you know what Hitler wasn't such a bad guy he was actually a war hero and it sounds like you're saying something a neo-Nazi would say, and you get to the end and you say, yeah, he put a bullet right through the brain of one of the most notorious dictators in history. That's not a punchline. That's exactly what happened. He killed himself. He blew his own fucking brains out. So this murderer, this monster and everything actually did something nobody else could dozens of assassination attempts he actually assassinated himself and all the assassins out there were called war heroes even though they never succeeded so why isn't Hitler a war hero for finally killing himself know what I mean see that's satire that is fucking satire obviously he isn't a war hero because he's a goddamn fucking monster And still you have people like Stalin who managed to be worse. Imagine that fucking shit. You have King Ferdinand worse than Stalin. 
Yeah, the entire fucking Aztec, Mayan, and Incan empire is worse than, than Stalin. Yeah, Tojo, who's worse than Hitler. Not as bad as Stalin, but worse than Hitler. But of all of those, Hitler blew his own brains out. You could also say Stalin sort of committed suicide by refusing medical attention when he needed it, thinking that the doctor was going to kill him. But you can't actually use the same satire for Stalin that you can use for Hitler. Why? Because Stalin actually was a war hero in some respects. Uh, I mean, at the same time, you know, a mafioso monster. You can't use Tojo in the same respects. Tojo didn't do that. But since everybody knows that Hitler likely blew his own brains out, I say likely because some people keep arguing against it. But anyway, you guys get it. That's how you do satire. You don't do satire by saying, we should fire people from their jobs. And then talk about... Uh, you know, so so the so-called Karen, uh, Karen problem. That is a real fuck. I mean, you know what? You know what I think is funny about Karens? Start calling them Karens because they care too much. But I was calling people who did this Carrie Nations. Carrie Nation was the woman woman who walked went around with an axe during the prohibition, staunch teetotaler, busting up alcohol. Now, I mean, I totally get why she did it. From her own personal experience, it destroyed lives. And she was on a mission to save people's lives. I get that. She, however, was the prime example of somebody who forced themselves into situations where you can't stop people from being self-destructive. And she thought she could. She thought she could save the families of people who suffered from someone who has alcohol and alcohol abuse. She was the original, or at least the modern day, Karen. And her name was actually Carrie. I mean, I believe her name was Carrie. Anyway, so she went by Carrie Nation. I, I think, I think like Nation was her nickname. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it really was Carrie Nation. Anyway, so, I mean, people knew her by the moniker Carrie Nation. So the problem is, as I said, he goes on this, this like rant as if he's Andy Rooney. But he doesn't highlight the issue. He doesn't say certain, you know, he doesn't make sure that you know that it's satire. He doesn't do anything like that. Not compared to what I just did. I said something like, you know, like, uh, and I, and every once in a while I say something like that to somebody who's a neo-Nazi. I say, oh yeah, that's right. I totally agree with that because, I mean, after all, this, 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 and this. Winds up pissing them off because at the very beginning, if you know me, you know, <laughs> fuck Nazis. It's my moniker. I don't say punch Nazis because that'll get you in legal trouble. Unless, of course, they punch you first. But 
fuck Nazis. Maybe literally if they're a cute woman, then you turn them in. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, so maybe th- that, that was a joke. That was a joke. Or maybe it was satire. I don't know. Anyway, no, no, it was a joke. So you get the idea of subtle satire. You get the idea of where you put the punchline. Either the whole thing's a punchline or nothing's a punchline. I mean, n- I'm sorry. Not either the either the whole thing is a punchline, or the punchline's somewhere around the end. Or if it's there's no punchline, then you're just telling the truth. So either the whole thing's a punchline, part of it's a punchline, and it's satire, or nothing's a punchline, and it's not really satire. And I'm sorry, but I mean, while a couple things may seem funny, like I, I can imagine David Sedaris seeing somebody in her underwear at Walmart saying, I'm going to get you fired and trying to get some person fired. Then David Sedaris saying, Maybe everybody should get everybody fired. But without that setup, see that that would be the punchline. Without the setup of describing what he saw in Walmart or Target of some disgusting, horrible person, without that setup, just assuming everybody had the same experience, he's making a broad-based assumption about his audience. And then he just says, deadpan, you're right, we should do it. Okay. Are you serious or not? Because there are actual people out there that believe this. There are actual people out there. Now, when I, when I say, when I did the satire on Hitler was a goddamn war hero. He fought as, he managed to fight his way deep into the bunker of one of the worst dictators in human history one of the worst not the worst one of the worst though managed to do something 12 other men women got close to but couldn't finish he put a bullet through the brain of that dictator just shot himself right in the head see that's you realize that i'm setting it up i'm mocking somebody i'm being satirical I'm mocking somebody who actually believes that Hitler was a war hero. They believe he's a war hero for other reasons, though. For killing people who didn't deserve to be killed. They think that that makes him a hero, right? Well, I described that he actually killed somebody who deserved to be killed. Which is a juxtaposition of what Hitler had been doing the entire fucking time. That's what satire is. You take something... And somebody believes and you turn it on its head. You don't take something somebody believes and you stick it on a mantle saying, yeah, I agree with that. That's what David Sedaris did. He took something somebody people actually believe, he stuck it on the mantle and says, yeah, I agree with that. Like, what the fuck, man? What the actual fuck? 
And if he comes out and says, I was only joking, but I wanted to make a point, then you weren't joking. You wanted to get people to yell at you to make a point that doing that is bad. Okay, that's like walking to a bank, holding somebody up, saying, I'm taking your money. Walking out with the money, waiting for the cops to show up and say, I just wanted to point out that people can rob banks and it's bad. No, no, you're a fucking robber. What you're doing isn't satire. I wanted to say, point out that bank robbing, this is a satirical outlook on bank robbing, and I wanted to point out that it's bad. No, no, you weren't being satirical. You robbed the goddamn bank. And David Sidiris, you, or Sidiris, you weren't being satirical. You were telling people to get other people fired. You failed the first rule of comedy. Testing it out on people before putting it public. That's what the family's there for. You torture them with your bad jokes. You ruin your freaking friends and family. See, that's why I put my terrible comedy things out there, because I know only a couple people that I know listen to them. God forbid I ever become actually famous. Then people will listen to the really terrible shit that I made. And then I'm going to have to apologize for that, because I know it's a crime against humanity. I did it anyway. It doesn't make it satirical. It just means I'm a terrible person. I'm torturing people. You basically tortured a bunch of people, David Sedaris. You didn't make satire. You failed on it. And I know you're not listening. Maybe somehow the universe will carry my airwaves directly to your brain. They won't. You won't hear this ever in your entire fucking life. Maybe somebody will. Maybe it'll help them. I don't know. There's nothing more I can say. Stumbled on my own words a couple times, but you guys get what I'm saying. I hope you have a wonderful day. Take care.